Well, Mille Buik is awesome fortress, and in Gedal she is Minlam Han Hain is her son of Van Kale, Firkin Fulcher, Arrow of Iliog. Shivshe Taka, Balia Lekele, or Kian Kian Tire. May I say, as I have just said, and I just want to welcome you all our tourists in Ugdron, and we're so pleased that you have all been able to be with us. Uh, just before Christmas, travelling as you have from all parts of the country. People here from Down and Dublin and Galway and Kerry, Mayo, Monaghan, Tipperary and Wexford. You're also, you're also very welcome. We, we have some very special uh, uh, visitors, and with Sabine and I have all, we've, we were so pleased to meet you all. It was something that gives this is, reminds us, if you like, of those early years of the President says, well, when we have many of these occasions, and of course we're really resuming them after COVID, uh, which knocked out a great deal of the programme on which we were able to welcome people from all over the country. Uh, among the, the very people we've met already is Mrs. Emily O'Brien is here celebrating her 100th anniversary. <laughs> She's an example to us all, that's all I have to say now. Uh, both in. There she is. In terms of fitness and glamour. Uh, I hope that you all enjoyed the afternoon and that there were so many as well. I want to thank those friends of yours who, who may have accompanied you. Now, a very, uh, a very another special guest is, of course, uh, retired Captain Thomas Gunn, who is the son of Colonel Thomas Gunn, who a hundred years ago, on the 14th, just a couple of days ago, uh, took over this building here, which would from then on never be known again as the Vice Regal Lodge, although I have to remind people occasionally that it is now, and it would be since 1938, or a Sanutro. But a hundred years ago, uh, the Free State troops marched in here and the they, they tricolour was raised. And I'm so pleased that Captain Gunn is be, and other members of the Gunn family are able to be with us this afternoon. <laughs> described in the Irish Independent as a symbolic end to alien rule, and was described in the Irish Times as bringing to an end a glorious chapter in Irish history. <laughs> so you can work it all out yourselves as to what that tells us. I think that occasions like these, as I have said, we're so pleased to be resuming again after a COVID experience. And I think th this one is very interesting because I think it is tomorrow we'll be celebrating the winter solstice and we're all governed by light and away as we celebrate the ending of the darkness and the promise of spring. So I think uh, at Christmas time as well in my Christmas message which will go out I think on, on Friday, I mention always those the Irish who are abroad 
and particularly it's Christmas is also a time when people will be remembered, those they may have lost and who are no longer with them, uh, but it's, they will be calling Christmas a spent together. And I think, and as well as that, we, we are all reminded, I hope, of the importance of having a reflection on people who are experiencing uh, difficulties at Christmas time. Uh, I think uh, I have mentioned COVID already. I think it was great that uh, people got through it. And you know, uh, what was wonderful is that we had science and the service of the people. And we had earlier on somebody here a few weeks ago um, who were make, giving a award who was involved in the development of the vaccines that came to the assistance of us all. Vaccines that were important, not only important for us, but important all over the world. And so our scientific community, that was we were dead to, but also to the wonderful healthcare community. We had a reception here in RS and Oakthorn for all of the trade unions representing the different frontline services and how, how wonderful they were during the period uh, of COVID. COVID also reminded us about how connected we all are, how interdependent we all are. And I think that that was a, a, a very good reminder. Here in Oris and Uttron during the year as well, we regularly you will notice different images celebrating, for example, the Sustainable Development Goals, and also reminding us of the, of the importance of responding to what is asked of us in terms of climate change. I, say, I cannot as president but say how necessary it is to realise that as we are here now, there are people in Africa who are experiencing the worst of our burning planet. Pastor land that has been turned into this desert. And in the Horn of Africa, you will have noticed the speeches I've made recently uh, about famine is threatening again, threatening about 51 million people. Well, severe hunger, it is in some areas ac uh, actually famine itself. So at Christmas time, we are reminded about how we responsibilities we, we have in the world. Now, when I have said that as well, when people uh, come to these occasions that we have in the afternoon, it's to celebrate your own efforts. I know looking around the room how many of you are looking out for other people and you will have made contributions in your own community. So <coughs> this is our way of saying thank you for that work and we could. <coughs> we know it will continue. I think as well there's <coughs> there are problems I think that we should remind ourselves at Christmas time, very particularly. The Birmingham family are here, and may I wish them, uh, ask them, I met Mary is not, wasn't well enough to be here, who is, uh, Mary is the partner of Willie Birmingham, a close friend of my own, and I was associated with the loan from the very, very, a long, long time ago, but I'm so pleased that members of the family are here, and a loan, of course, uh, is addressing an issue that is important to everybody. The issue then we have, uh, we must all, I think, remind ourselves of the great, the biggest issue facing us at the present time is homelessness and housing, and how important it is that uh, 100 years on from the founding of our state, that this, which we meet this, uh, this need. It is critical, and I wish everybody involved in that effort uh, success. 
I think as well that uh, in relation to uh, so many other uh, areas, uh, I sometimes mention these because I know that even though we at a distance from each other throughout the year, I know that these are all issues that you yourselves as are concerned with. I think that, for example, we are all concerned and we experience it and discuss it in our different ways about how tragic, tragic it is that our continent is once again at war. And I think it's very, very important for us to realise that war is not the natural condition of the human species. All of our best efforts and everything we've tried to do have been about peace building. There are about 64 areas of conflict around the world. And it is the best of our armed forces is when they are in fact involved in the tasks uh, of peacekeeping. I think that tomorrow I will attend the funeral of, of Private Sean Rooney, who has a family that is associated uh, with, with peacekeeping, his uncles and uh, his father, and also will go on. Uh, uh, I have been in touch also with the family of Shane Carney, who is so, so injured. And they were involved in the tasks of peace building. And all of us as well, in thinking about peace, we are not, it is not our, the natural condition of any human being anywhere in the world to have an instinct for war. And it is a great tragedy that the resources of the world, both intellectual and practical, are deflected into the tasks of war and the threat of, threatening of war. Uh, when in fact we so desperately need to address issues of global poverty, issues of hunger, issues of sustainability and changing the world and the way that we live. But I say that but knowing that sometimes it isn't leaders or presidents or politicians who speak like this. I know that this is what is in the hearts of most people in this country at this time, which is a time of peace, celebrating peace celebrating peace and problems because we celebrate, if you like, a family that had to flee themselves for safety. And it is, of course, so good that we are able to open our doors here in Ireland to all those who have come to us from wherever they've come. And we can say to them, if you have fled conflict, you are, and if you are a migrant, you are welcome in Ireland, which is a country that itself is a migrant country in a way. In 1900, uh, more than half the people born on the island lived outside the island. And it is wonderful, and as President of Ireland, I'm so pleased that the hearts and doors of Ireland are being opened to people uh, uh, who are in need. Finally, I just want to say that it is so important uh, that the different diversity that's represented in the group here, from cities and villages and rural areas, and people of all ages, uh, Sometimes once said about that Ireland is the best country. In a fit, they would say Ireland must be the best country to do business in. I prefer myself to say the aim is really Ireland is the best country to be a young person in, or the best country in which to, be, to grow old in, or a best country to be vulnerable in. That's really what I think is the best badge of our Irishness. And I'm so pleased that there are so many of you here, and so many of you as well, who are caring for other people, and that we're all able, if you like, to, as one would say in County Clare, knock the best of our days together as we go on. And this afternoon, uh, for your entertainment, uh, we have the Cathy Nugent, 
and to our accompanist Shea Brett. And we have the civil defence volunteers, so if any of you feel a twitch coming on, don't hesitate to let us know. <laughs> and I also want to take the occasion of saying to his family, John, who was here a long time ago, who has passed away, who was here for several occasions in, in, in many years in the past. So the days are going to live now, from now on. It's, as I said, the solstice tomorrow and spring is coming, and it will be a time of resilience and regrowth and renewal, and in the meantime, we will enjoy ourselves. So, Arish Milibuikas Asakchukai Ors Lutrum, Chok, Ultra, and Ehiren, and Edictrakahoktavai. And isn't it here we are now, 100 years after we said goodbye to all the vice regal pretensions and welcomed the end, as I said, of one era? and took on all the challenges uh, uh, of the other. And what better people to be present than your good selves. Bergachmann at this meet of weakness.